0: Tired. so tired Overtired. hey you're listening to overtired this is an episode original recipe overtired uh overtired classic just me Brett terpstra and Christina Warren Christina how you been I've been good I've been good it's been a while um, yeah we had three we had two weeks off and we missed one week because uh you had already taken off and Jeff was uh Jeff got the covid uh
1: Verona and, and
0: I didn't have time to to fill in with anybody and then I got a little sick and we took 3 weeks off so so welcome back
1: Thank you very much and and it feels like it's been even longer than that because I I think it's been like a month since I've done a pod because of all the travel and stuff that I did so I'm I'm very grateful to be back I'm, I'm sorry that Jeff can't be with us he'll be with us when we record next time um, but yeah, over, over overtired classic OG overtired. I gotta overtired say, OG, it. there we go.
0: I don't know if Jeff will ever listen to this this episode, but he won't. As much as I love the the classic recipe, I really, I really like overtired with Jeff. I really like I having too. him on.
1: I love having him on too, and and it's so so it's weird to for us to have like the throwback to like what was you know yeah. our like typical thing for it feels for years. Like we're
0: feels like we're missing a limb. <sighs>
1: kind of kind of like i I didn't ever know that i wanted three arms but
0: are (laughs) so you you did some travel where'd you head
1: so i was in um uh denmark and then i was in tel aviv so i i I didn't know about that one yeah that one was right after denmark so i literally left denmark and i flew to istanbul and then from istanbul went to tel aviv and then i was in tel aviv um for like four days and so it was a quick trip, um, but uh, I wish that I could have been there longer. But if I sent you the itinerary of stuff that I did while I was there, like in past jobs, not at tech companies, but in past jobs, I have had people complain to me and be like, we don't know if we had enough value out of your trip. Which, <laughs> A, go fuck yourself because because of one of those trips, we ended up getting the Tim Cook interview, so you know, suck my dick. Um, you more than got value. Like you, it, it's not a question. And, and, and B, but like, you know, I, I've always do my all into work trips, but in this case, like, cause it's my first time doing like a, a solo trip for GitHub, I was like very concentrated on like making sure that I, you know, like did enough stuff and uh no one no one could argue like i don't even think like the most like pedantic or like biggest asshole could like look at all the all the my itinerary and be like yeah christina didn't didn't do enough work related things on that trip
0: to just it was great though
1: exactly exactly
0: so so what do you do when you go on a trip for github what what's your what's your gig
1: So, I mean, in this case, I was doing a lot of talks and a lot of community things. So this was what my itinerary was when I was in Tel Aviv. So I got in at like 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then at um, 4 p.m., or I guess really I got there around... Yeah, I think I got there at four. I might have gotten there um, a little bit earlier, a little bit later. I showed up at this uh, very big conference called All Founders, which was an amazing, amazing event. Shout out to everybody who put that together, which um, uh, Microsoft um, um, Israel sponsored. But it was a ton of companies and startups from all over the ecosystem and and the region who showed up, and um, it was it was great. It was a number of different kind of venues, like uh, it was one space, but they had like different rooms for different tracks. And then there was um, like an outdoor kind of area where there were custom t-shirts and there were that you could get made and there was amazing food and just great networking. It was a really, really good event. And so I gave a talk there um, where I basically did like a a code to cloud roadmap by GitHub where I kind of showed the process of of how you could kind of, you know, take an issue and use that, um, use code spaces to, you know, like make, um, you know, changes uh, to the code and then, um, you know, use actions to, to push to production. Um, and so, um, so I did that demo and, uh, that was the first time I've done that talk and I'm actually really proud of myself cause I wrote it and did the demo and stuff in the hotel that morning. Nice. And, uh, the, the venue didn't have great, um, uh, internet. So I had to pantomime to the recording, which can be difficult um, although I'm actually, I think, better at the hat now than I am doing the live demos, to be completely yeah. honest with you. So that was Sunday, and then that was a lot of networking, so then I got back late. And then Monday, um, I did a, um, a, a kind of a, a presentation with some um, various uh, a, accounts and people who already pay for various Microsoft services, um, telling them about um, GitHub Advanced Security and doing demos with that. Um, then I went and had, um, there was a community meetup at, um, um, the Microsoft reactor, uh, and it was, a, a, a um, a, a get meetup actually. And so I, I showed off copilot and, and some open source, um, stuff there, which was really cool. And also code spaces met with community members. Then there was a party after that. And then the next day, um, there was um, a, a, a kind of a women in, in tech community a meetup thing where I gave a different talk and um, met with a bunch of people. Then I had a, um, a, a media interview with um, a publication in, um, in Tel Aviv, the guy who runs like a, a cloud kind of newsletter there, that I had um, a meeting with some startups then I had a roundtable with some startups here and kind of their feedback on various things. We filmed some videos. Then I had, um, there was a, JFrog had um, a community um, meetup um, where, you know, people were giving presentations on various stuff. And so I gave another talk there. And then I met with some people for drinks. And then you I got-
0: <laughs> This is too much detail. I'm
1: just saying,
0: and, and no, no. But this it sounds is, this is, very busy. Lots of talks and some social obligations,
1: and and no, and then and then I flew back. So all I'm saying is, is that like if you looked at <laughs> if you looked at this thing, like I was basically yeah. like nonstop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that then, was too much detail. Sorry, but yeah, that's 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 so, that, 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 but that's what I do at GitHub. Is what was what I was trying to say is I like, give talks, do social obligations, um, yeah. have socialization. Yeah,
0: I could travel more with Oracle if I gave talks. And the thing is, the talks that you just described, I could totally give those talks. Like, those would be fun. I could write those. I could give them. When it comes to Oracle cloud infrastructure, um, I'm about to get certified in OCI, but nothing about it really excites me to the extent that I want to write a talk and give it in public.
1: Right. No, totally. GitHub,
0: on the other hand, man, I'm all about GitHub.
1: Right. No, I was going to say GitHub makes it easy. When I was at Microsoft doing Azure stuff, it was more like your scenario, right? Like it was a little bit harder because it was one of those things where, especially when I first joined, I didn't know anything about Azure, so I had to like give myself like I had to learn. And so then I wrote a fundamentals track and gave a lot of talks about those things. But when new features would come out, I would give talks about that stuff and and try to show off cool demos and, and integrate things. But yeah, that was always a challenge for me and. The, the reality of it is like GitHub, it's it's a breeze because I care about it and I like it. So this is obviously a good fit for me. But if, if you're going to give talks and you work at a tech company, yeah, the reality is sometimes you're giving talks about things that, A, you don't know a ton about. Yeah. D, um you might not be super passionate about. Yep. And that doesn't matter. And then C, <laughs> you have to answer a bunch of questions about things that you don't really necessarily know a lot about. Yeah. So, you yeah, to that's my fear
0: is Q&A. Like I, if someone gives me a script or, or even bullet points, like I can make a presentation out of it. But like being able to yeah. answer interesting questions. Anyway,
1: And a lot of times and a lot of times your answers are I'm going to have to check on that for you or I'm not quite sure or sometimes no, you know, which is hard for people to say, you know, if, if the answer is no, we don't have a, a support for this or that. Um, and, and then just turn that into an opportunity to gather feedback. But yeah, so, so, it, so it was busy.
0: This conversation f- could dovetail multiple directions. I kind of think we should get the mental health corner in. I totally um, agree. Because my mental health corner actually overlaps this job conversation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind if I go first?
1: Please go first.
0: So I finally had a manic episode after like four months of just being stable. I had a one night manic episode. Um, And then I had like elevated mood for like a week after that, but I didn't lose any more sleep after that first night, Um, which is kind of an ideal manic episode because I finished a month long project in one night. And I created something like I had had this project at work that I knew was coming up and I knew was gonna take like I wasn't a hundred percent sure I could do it right I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure it could be done. Uh, it was a it was a hacking programming thing uh, extending Jekyll to work with uh, to basically cr- make it so that Jekyll could publish straight from GitHub into Oracle's content management system which is abysmal um, right. and to create an interface between the two and I wasn't sure it could be done and I was a little worried I kept telling everyone yep I got this you know let me know when to start I'm going to need 2 weeks and then my manager was like all right we- you have a 1 week it's go now and like 2 days later I had a manic episode finished the whole project overnight Jeez. and like it worked perfectly I nailed it um elegant solution pretty bulletproof. Um, it ended up being the final straw that got me promoted from technical writer to uh principal software developer which doubles my my salary range even though it didn't come with a pay bump yet like that's like in August we'll see if we're actually giving any raises to your team. Um, but I, it increased my salary potential significantly and what I realized and what kind of bums me out is I don't think I can create like my, my career is based on things I've created and, right. and I live to create things. It's the mm-hmm. only time I'm truly happy, um, right. is when I'm creating and for me I think that creation only happens in two circumstances. One on, um, pretty hardcore drugs. Like Mm -hmm. I create great stuff on Coke, like just all my, all my best music and all of my best code from like college years was done on Coke and, and speed. Um, Or manic episodes.
1: Which is kind of the same thing, right? That's when your body is kind of doing the same thing. So, I mean, it's kind Uh, of this, like, you're having the same, I guess, dopamine,
0: you know, uh, epinephrine, whatever the the term is, response. But drugs and manic episodes shorten my life. Yeah. Like, they are kind of a death sentence. I'm losing years off my life every time I have, like, five days of no sleep and just coding binges and everything. Um, But... Am I happy when I'm stable? Not really. Like, <laughs> so I'm at this kind of existential uh, right. point in my life, a crisis point, where like, if I want to enjoy my life and I want to continue creating, I kind of need some. Like this last manic episode, like I said, was kind of like manic light. Uh, one night of like just crazy creation and then a week of just kind of being happy and good and sleeping well, like that I, that seems more sustainable. I wish I could figure out the formula to make that happen. I have no yeah. idea what triggered it.
1: No, I, I was going to say like that does seem ideal. I, I will say this and I don't know if you talk to a therapist or not or just like a doctor for meds but something that you might want to consider talking to a therapist about would be this idea that you don't think you can create without either of those two things. Because I'm not going to disagree and say that you might not be your most productive and might not have those like aha moments where like everything clicks and mm-hmm. you can kind of go through, you know, and like really be like as, as good as as possible. Um, I wish I could look at you straight in the eye as I'm talking <laughs> right now. But I'm my the way my my office, which is finally clean by the way, is Set up right now. I I, I can't. Um, but um, here. Oh, but, there you go. Okay. But I think that like I used to have this thing, and and so kind of speaking of my mental health for a little bit, mine has been pretty good. Although I've had some bad anxiety in the last couple of days. But I also was off of work for a week. So after I got back from Tel Aviv, the entire company had the week off, which was awesome. Wellness week, and that was much needed. Um, but I had this thing when not with, you know, manic stuff, but with depression where I used to only feel like I could be really creative and could really write well and could really like produce really good stuff if I were depressed. Really? And it would be this thing, yeah. Um, and it was this thing where almost like this emotional, like, kind of apex would hit. And I was like, I, I had the same kind of existential crisis. I remember writing about this in my freaking live journal when I was, you know, 17 or 18 years old and being like, you know, the antidepressants maybe don't make me feel as much and then I can't create as much. And and so I'm not wanting to kill myself, but I also don't know how to create. And I need to have this balance where I have this depression, which I need to be able to fuel my, like, creativity, right? Because I would even find times like, like if I would be on my period or other things where I would have like these these creative bursts and I would would write really good, you know, stories and really good, you know, essays and and things. The problem, and this is, I'm sure probably a problem for you too, is that, yeah, the, the manic stuff and like the Coke and whatnot, you can be really um, prolific and you can create really well, but. If it is a, a sustained episode or if you're on a really long bender, then it yeah. goes away, right? I think that's important to recognize is that too much, it's that balance because too much absolutely kills it and gets rid of anything. And then you're on a manic you know, episode or you're on a coke bender and you're hurting the people around you and you're not creating. Right, and and you're spending all your money, and you're you know like making destructive decisions, and you're hurting your body, and you're hurting the people in your life. So I don't know. I push back a little bit on the idea that you can't be creative and that you can't create without these things happening. I think that there is probably a way. Like I think it's probably true that without having one of these episodes or being on some sort of stimulant. That you probably would not be able to have the adrenaline to push through and do what you did in 24 hours. I would also say that I don't know if doing all that work in 24 hours is something that like you should be striving to do. Right? Like I think that I, I just to be honest with you, I don't think that that's something that you should strive to do. I think it's great that you did it. I'm sure your team is really impressed. But I also feel like having one week to do what sounded like a massive project, a seems sort of you know, nuts be, you know, I also want to give you some credit. You'd been thinking about this for a long time. So it's not as if you hadn't been mentally contemplating and kind of trying to draw out in your head, like what the solutions yeah. could be. Right. And then you just needed the push, which in this case was probably a combination of the, 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 the mania and the, the time deadline, the pressure, yeah, the pressure to, to get there. Right. But you, you had all those components there. So, I don't know. I would push back on the idea that you can't create without those things. And if you're not feeling things and if you feel like, okay, I feel fine, but I don't feel like I'm living, that's a bigger problem. And I have that problem sometimes too. I'll be honest with you. I think that's one of the the biggest challenges with
0: drugs. Stability felt like constant low-grade depression, Right. And for me depression is not creative. Like I do I just well, no, for, sit for, for, and for, stare at a wall.
1: Well, well, well for, for for me it it's not always. It, there'd be the, these pangs where I would just feel like these really kind of like deep things and I would be writing because I used to journal all the time. Sure, And I would get to these points or if I was writing essays where I could really kind of hone in on something and it would be really good, right? And yeah. I I could really feel. But again, like then the depression would maybe get to a point where, okay, now I can't get out of bed. So, yeah. who cares? So, yeah. I, I you know, I, I get what you're saying because this is, I think, one of the critiques and the challenges that most of us who are on drugs to keep us from killing ourselves or from, like, spiraling out of control deal with, which is that many of them do dull our senses to the point that, like, we feel like we're drones yeah. and we don't feel like we're doing anything. And, and that sucks. I wish that there was a way that you could consistently have, you know… A, you know, every six weeks or so, one of these, <laughs> you know, periods of time where you could have this, if, 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 if people could bottle that up and sell it, I think that yeah. that would be amazing. But I will say, I, I, I will push back on the idea. I, I think that you can create without it. And, and it might be a matter of having to like reassess and like reframe in your own mind, what creation is, because sometimes we set things up. I mean, I know that I did this where I, there was a period of time where I thought well, the only way I can be creative is if I'm depressed And that isn't, I don't feel that way anymore. I, I, I I don't, but, but it took a long time and frankly, probably a lot of therapy of me and and like a lot of work like that. I did myself of like mentally kind of thinking about things and having to like readjust and go, no, I can't have these aspects in these times. And it might not be that spark of that outpouring of, of, of emotion and, and, you know, uh, frustration and, and sadness that ends up in this art, but it, it, I can still, you know, create it other ways, and it can still come out in other venues, and maybe, and make it more sustainable. And maybe I don't feel like, you know, at the end of it, it doesn't feel like, oh, it's this this great thing that I've created. But I can do more creative things
0: more consistently. Um, so, I'm interested in microdosing. Yeah, um, I've heard for depression and for anxiety and for general productivity, microdosing LSD can be very effective and a little Mm -hmm. crypto and you can have that shit delivered on tiny papers to your door. Um, Right. I was going to ask, do you think you can microdose cocaine? But then I realized that's basically what Adderall is. I was going to say, that's
1: that's basically (laughs) what that is. There's also, there have been people who've been, you know, these have been much more controlled studies um, for microdosing. And and so I don't know how possible it is to even get in on these things. But like, my doctor has talked to me about, you know, microdosing ketamine. Which yeah. it I'm definitely interested. Yeah, in, for in depression. Viewing.
0: That's a, and I think they I think that's also been studied for bipolar.
1: Right. So I'm definitely interested in in that. Um I I would be interested in microdosing, you know, like like LSD or other things. I don't know about buying them off of, you know, the dark <laughs> web with crypto. And I'll be honest with you, it's just because I don't know like if you trust like what's in it, right? Like that yeah. like might
0: might be. I have a friend who does it, who's found a good vendor, and I think about one out of five times uh, the shipment gets confiscated. Uh, right, and it, it has no legal repercussion for him, but he loses like a hundred bucks. Uh, right, and and, and and like and, and like that's again. fine,
1: and like that's fine. I think my bigger thing would be like, is somebody going to lace it with fentanyl or something? Sure. Right, like like like, which is unfortunately not a real. It, it, that's not like a made up concern.
0: Like With LSD, I don't see any reason that they would cut it with – like, if you were buying heroin, sure, you always run the risk of being cut with fentanyl. But if you're talking about blotter paper, I just – I don't I see mean, –
1: I mean, probably. I'm just saying, like, I'm just – I mean, I might be being a little bit paranoid there, but I just also don't know what Martians and what other things are in, in yeah. the drug trade. And, and so, you know, like, it would be – I don't know. Um, that that feels –
0: I think I think the only concern with LSD is that you get a bunk batch, uh, like you get ripped off and you get nothing. Um, I don't see I, I just do not know of any circumstance where LSD is cut. Uh, I, I don't even think that's that's possible. It's yeah, possible it to cut heroin p- with things that sure. also give you opiate reactions.
1: Right. No, totally. Um, but, but LSD but, but, but,
0: is kind of its own thing.
1: No, no, 100%. I just, uh, you know, in general, I'm just thinking like, you know, buying any of that stuff. I I, I, I don't know. You're probably right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's cut with anything. And I don't know how you would know. But it's also, you know, there, there are, are complications there. There are places, states that neither of us live in. Uh, I think Colorado is doing some of it where they are doing like more, um, you know, like, decriminalized like microdosing, um, things with, you know, um, or however you say it and psilocybin and things like that, where it can be done kind of like in a more controlled, you know, monitored setting. Um, that's interesting to me. And I mean, I think that that would be, you know, I, I hope that more of this stuff takes off especially, well, who knows? Because on the one hand we do have, you know, rising acceptance of, of marijuana, as being legalized and, and at least, you know, um, some of these, these things for medical uses being like, not yeah, decriminalized. All, like
0: all kinds to- of, all kinds of hallucinogens are being decriminalized for medical use right now.
1: Right. Which is great. I'm just saying at the same time, like women don't have, um, autonomy of their bodies anymore. Sure. So, <laughs> so like, you don't who, know, who knows you know what, what I mean?
0: happens. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah. So, so it's, it's a weird situation, but, I mean that that would be definitely something I think worth looking at. But I would also say I think with the creative struggle, I think that that I think some of that is a mental blocker, and you might want to want to like start looking at how and, and like you might even be without without intentionally doing it, you might be using that as a crutch, and you might have a hang up where you're saying the only way I can create is if I have if I'm in this instance, yeah, and no, and that I might
0: just a- not be true. I'm, I'm exploring, I'm on a waiting list for a new therapist right now, but it's like a year long waiting list. So I'm exploring other options, but I'll keep you posted on that. How's your, uh, how's your mental health?
1: It's okay. Like I said, it was really good to travel. Like that was, that did so many good things for my mental health. Like just being around different people and like being out again. Like I really, the last two and a half years has been bad on all of us, but like, it's just, it's sucked. And so, it was really, really nice to be, like, out again and in other cities because I really enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, I do have some depression right now for sure. And I'm not really sure – I'm getting emotional even talking about it. I'm not even sure, like, how to address it because I, I do feel like I probably need a complete, like, med, like, kind of re mm. and, um And that's going to take time. And that's even the, even the, the, the thought of that like is just overwhelming, but, um, but in, in brighter news, like my office, it's not completely clean, but it is in significantly better shape than it's been in, in well over a year and a half. And, uh, and so that's really good. And it's, it's, yeah. and it's on its process of getting better and that's going to help significantly.
0: And you have an Imelda Marcos wall behind you, um, <laughs> of shoes. But- yeah. No, that is so the fact that you are going through what you're going through right now makes your Tel Aviv schedule even more impressive, like that you were able to pull that off while also going through clinical depression. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that helps with the clinical depression, to be completely honest. Sure. Um, sure. Well, it's it's this and it's this weird thing because, um, you know, they, they call it, I think, like exposure therapy or something where like you have to do things when you don't feel like you need to do them. And in that case, like I was in, um, you know, Copenhagen and that was amazing. I was with people and then I was in Tel Aviv and there is a certain sense to this. And I think that this is maybe how I've dealt with a lot of things over the years is just by being so busy that you can't even think about how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, which may or may not be healthy. It's probably not the healthiest, but it's
0: also like in but but it's it's like clinical like if you actually had if you were grieving something and you had like feelings you really needed to process then sure it would be unhealthy to distract yourself right but when you're dealing with like a chemical imbalance right i don't i don't think it's terribly unhealthy to find workarounds like that
1: no i don't either like that's what i'm saying like i'm saying i'm sure that there might be people who would disagree with that but no for me I actually do think that the best course of action in that is just to be busy and to be consumed by things. I think that's historically actually why I've been a workaholic is is not so much that I'm like so driven by ambition, although I am ambitious. <laughs> it's 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 been more about the more downtime I have, the more time I can, you know, like have to actually feel like the depression, which is hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, would you like to do the ZocDoc read or Yeah, I was going
1: to say, no, I can do the, the, the ZocDoc read. And like I like, actually, I think um, that's a uh, a good segue here. So if you are looking for a new therapist or someone else to maybe uh, help you find legal ways of micro dosing <laughs> um, or just, you know, treatment in general for, for anything, um, ZocDoc might be a place you want to check out. If your doctor can recite every line from Ferris Bueller's Day Off but can't remember your name, it's time to get a new doctor with ZocDoc. ZocDoc makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and your neighborhood. Plus, with real verified patient reviews, you can find the right doctor for you. One that actually remembers your name. Bueller? Anyway, (laughs) ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed take your insurance and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mold checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. You search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from people who made real appointments, and now when you walk into the doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. So you can go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month millions of people use Zocdoc. I'm one of them. It has been my go-to genuinely for years when I need to find a quality doctor. It's especially useful too if you are in another city, um, assuming it's a place that doesn't have universal healthcare, and you need to find a doctor and one that takes your insurance. Zocdoc is a fantastic uh, use case for that. So you can go to Zocdoc.com slash overtired and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash overtired. Zocdoc.com slash overtired. Zocdoc.
0: Thank, thanks, Christina. No problem. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by Text Expander, one of our favorite apps. Get your team communicating faster so they can focus on what's most important. With Text Expander, your team's knowledge is at their fingertips. Get your whole team on the same page by getting information out of silos and into the hands of everyone that needs to use it. You can share your team's knowledge across departments so your team is sending a unified message to your customers and isn't spending time reinventing the wheel. Here's how it works. First, you store it. Keep your company's most used emails, phrases, messaging, URLs, and more right within Text Expander. Then you can share it, get your whole team access to all the content they need to use every day, and then you expand it. Type a couple keys and deploy the content you need with just a few keystrokes on any device across any apps you use. It's that easy. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And overtired listeners get 20% off their first year. Just visit Textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Um, I also realized, like, You talk, you talk about text expender and you're like, put your, anything you repeat a bunch of times you want to have in text expender to save you time, but there's also a use case for shit you only use once a year Uh, because you got to like, I have the, every once in a while I get like a, a customer service question that is a valid question and I have a valid response to, but I want to see what I sent a year ago. When I last responded to that question. So, what I've been yes. doing is when I send an email and I'm like, this is gonna come up again far into the future, I will drop it into Text Expander and give it not a short abbreviation, but a memorable label. Uh, and with Text Expander's new search features, I can search by label and easily find it with a couple keystrokes. Uh, this snippet that I knew I was going to need at some point, even though I don't use it every day. Uh, so definitely text expanders for more than just things you type repetitively.
1: I use it for things like that a lot where uh, it's like a one-off thing that I'm using occasionally, but I'm not going to remember what I'm doing. And so this is just a really easy way of, sa- of saving myself time from from having to go back and search it up again. Like, I, But I love that yeah. idea of using it almost as a paste bin, you know, for yeah, like your knowledge totally. base of stuff. That's really smart.
0: Um, so Mac stock is next weekend. Um, I, I, I told Aaron that I would give you shit for, for missing this one after you said you yeah. might come. Um, I but know. I'm sorry. We are very forgiving given your, your new gig, all your travel, all of that. It's understandable. Uh, we do hope all of us at MaxStock hope that you make it next year. Um, 100%. I,
1: I will I'll, I'll keep I you I will, posted. Okay, I will keep, I will make a commitment right here, right now that I will be at the next one. Like we will, as, as soon as it's available, I will submit a paper and I will be there, whether I speak or not, and I will buy tickets yeah. as soon as they are available. So I'm there next year. This year just didn't work out because yeah. of, yeah, just all the travel and the new job and the other commitments, just it didn't work out. But I will, I will definitely be there next year. But Aaron is is giving a talk, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, ha- there's only six speakers total this year. It's a pretty small year this year, which is why, like, uh, I mean, it's like MacWorld where y- the talks are okay, but you really go to. See You're going people. for the one hundred percent, and, and yeah. it's it's lower attendance this year, which I'm I'm hoping uh, I'm still hoping to see a bunch of people that I only get to see once a year. Um, but I'm hoping that next year things get back up to the numbers that it was at. Um, but anyway, Erin is one of six speakers this year and she is giving a talk on how to, how a non-musician can create like a soundtrack for a video using logic or garage band. Um, and like giving you the, the basic tools to make something that sounds good custom that YouTube will never ding you for copyright oh infringement on. Um, cause she, she went to school for music. She is, she is a musician. Um, her day job is technical writer, but she is, you know, using logic every day. Right. And, uh, both Elle El and I are very excited to see this because Elle does social media for the business she works at, mm-hmm. um, and finding, uh, royalty free when you want to publish a clip. Uh, oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, no, but we're both excited to uh to 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 hear this talk from Aaron, uh Jay Miller. He's also giving a talk this year. Yeah, I know Jay. And then a couple of a, a couple of presenters dropped out. Uh Mike says with very legitimate reasons. Uh he's not upset about it, but like I had my big thing was this year I'm not going to speak. I've spoken for the last four or five years and this year I was just going to go and be social and have fun. Uh, but then these speakers dropped out, and I got an email from Mike titled "I Hate to Ask," but, um, and this is this is like yesterday, like with a week to go. So I was like, I can't, I can't prep, uh, sixty minutes worth of presentation in a week. I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> it's my <laughs> vacation. But what I will do is a panel. Um, yeah. And I, at first, I was like, oh, me and Jay could do like an an Automator's AMA. Yeah, like, ask me, ask me anything about like Mac automation or iOS automation. But what we ended up deciding on was I will do a panel at the end of each day with the three presenters from that day. And w- we will do like an extended Q&A and and conversation with the with the presenters. We're going to call it maybe Afterstock, hosted by Brett Terpstra.
1: Oh, I love that. See, I think that's be really fun. good.
0: No, I think that'll yeah, be really good. Yeah, that was that was Aaron's idea for the name. Mine was taking stock, but after stock is definitely catchier.
1: I think after stock is really good, and it, it it's kind of a uh, that it, it works on a couple levels. That's really creative. Well done, Aaron. Also, I hope that um her um talk will be online somewhere because I definitely yes. need that. Um, because I run into this problem all the time where I'm needing to use royalty free music. And what happens is that even when you have the license to use it royalty free, fuckers will claim that shit on YouTube. And then you have to go through. No, no. But it's it's annoying because this has happened on like actual like like keynote videos that like microsoft has done where like we own the music and mm-hmm. like it, it's royalty free but like I've, we-
0: I've heard i've heard that that happening to musicians who wrote the music themselves.
1: exactly it, oh totally and then and then you have to submit you know all kinds of like forms to youtube proving that you you know own the license to it and this and that and, and i can't even imagine if you're the author of the music i've heard of that happening to them too and it's like are, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> right but because because people will will do this stuff and they'll want to get you know, all of the, um, the ad revenue. And like in Microsoft's case, it's even more annoying because we're not, we don't put ads on our videos. So the, you would have two options. One monetize the video and all the money then goes to these, these assholes who are completely, illegally claiming things or two, you have to like sub out just like you know mute mute where the 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 fifteen seconds or wherever it is where the music is playing. yeah but you know but but that, but that can be frustrating. so mm-hmm. I think that you can it's definitely easier to get around this if you can create something original and mm-hmm. I don't know where to even start with that. so well, I'm yeah, definitely want to watch a little
0: this. bit of basic music composition foundations like just the basics you can take royalty-free loops that come mm-hmm. with, like, Logic and GarageBand. And you can right. customize them into something that people haven't heard before. Because uh, we've all heard the GarageBand loops, you know, totally. too many times. And they're, the like, iMovie yeah. <laughs> soundtracks yeah. do, and do, everything. Do, do,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we, like we, we, all, we all know what they sound better. like.
0: Just a yeah. little bit of built using the built-in tools and effects and, like, keyboard, like, yeah, I'm excited to see how Aaron how Aaron breaks this down. Plus, she's that's really fantastic. funny. She's a yeah. great presenter, I think. So. No,
1: this is going to be awesome. And um, also, just to go back to you a second, like you got promoted, which is massive, and I'm super excited for <laughs> you. And I mean, for for people who are listening who aren't in like the the software field, going from like senior to principal is a really big band jump. Um, and and that's like a. a especially since also I think you changed specialties even like in terms of yeah. like job description. So this is really major and like you deserve major kudos for this. And, hey, if, thanks. and if they don't come through on like the salary, um, the fact that you have principal software engineer yeah. on your resume yeah. is going to open up so many doors. Yeah. So I really hope that they come through, but if yeah. they don't, then this has just made you who are is already enormously valuable Like, even more so. And I know that I think you've had some, not imposter syndrome, but maybe like lack of self esteem around some of your abilities for the last couple of years because you've been out of like the traditional workforce for a while because you've been doing your own thing. I hope that this helps reaffirm to you that you're as amazing as we always tell you you are because now, like, you know, like one of the biggest software companies in the world has given you a promotion of significant value. Like, I don't know what the, what the promo process is at Oracle, but I was trying to get principal for years at Microsoft, didn't get it. I will hopefully be getting the, at, 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 um, we call it staff at GitHub that'll hopefully be coming, you know, sooner rather than later. But, but like the, the promo process was this long, like drawn out thing that had to have all kinds of, you know, like people writing things up and, and packets and discussion and all kinds of stuff. I and mean, it's just very involved and also very political. So the fact that you got it sure. in a year is, uh, and I don't know what you had to do to go through to get that, but I'm very proud of you.
0: I have a manager who really looks out for me. Like, I think we, I think I've talked about it. Like we've never clicked on a personal level, Uh, not the way I did with some of my previous managers and just like being able to shoot the shit and and have great one-on-one meetings and everything. But this guy, Manish, he looks out for me. He, like, as soon as he saw that my responsibilities had expanded and that I was doing more software development and I was managing the GitHub organization for the team and like doing stuff way beyond the scope of technical writer, like right. he immediately started putting in paperwork to find an appropriate job rec for me and, and push that through. And I didn't have to do anything. Uh, That's awesome. And if I, if like the day after I had my manic episode, I let him know that I had gotten no sleep, but I had finished this thing. He went ahead and rescheduled all of my meetings for the day. And like, just like gave me the day off basically uh, just to cover my ass. Uh, like he's a good guy. He's a really he's good guy. He's
1: a great guy. guy. No, he sounds like he's a fantastic manager. Like it sounds like he's actually like exactly what you want out of a
0: manager, which is yeah. well, and not saw, really uh, somebody
1: to be your friend. Like you want them to watch out for you and to do these uh, things and to right. and to, you know, advocate for you.
0: I saw a Twitter thread that was directed towards managers, like ten things a manager shouldn't do. And I was reading through it and I'm like, Yeah, Manish. Manish, like he doesn't do any of these things and he he does all the do's and he doesn't do the don'ts and yeah he Thank nails you. it he's good um i i wanted to space this story away from our sponsor reads a little bit but i have to tell you a very uh traumatic story okay. um it, this happened to me a couple weeks ago now but we were on break and i didn't get to say it say it while it was fresh but so I'm driving down the highway and it's busy. And all of a sudden everything slows down. And I see that there are two does um mm. doing their like confused, like, how do I get off the highway thing? And one of them has just been clipped, uh, both of its back legs broken. Uh. Um, and so traffic is they're like driving around it as it's like dragging itself across the highway. So three of us, uh, me, a martial arts instructor, and the like Nigerian college student who had clipped it, all pulled over to the side of the road. And and we stopped traffic and we dragged this deer off into the ditch on the side of the road. And it's up against a lake. So there's tall grass and everything. And uh, we immediately call in to try to get the DNR to come out because it's this deer has no chance. Um, it's not going to survive. Um, and uh, the martial arts instructor, I'm like, I got this. We'll we'll hang out. And so I hang out with the kid, um, and we wait for almost half an hour with no sign of anyone coming. And meanwhile, the deer is wild-eyed and and doing like guttural moans and trying to mm-hmm. drag itself deeper into the grass. And I couldn't. I couldn't take it, and um, by that was his name. We agreed uh, we had to do something, and I'm a vegetarian. I have no interest in killing a living creature, um, but we decided it was the right thing to do, and so I, I gave him my my, my five inch pocket knife. Uh-huh. Um, and I held the deer's front legs down. i got to say, we realized in the process that it was pregnant, which made this even worse for me. Uh. Um, and, and he slit its throat. And I've never done this before. I didn't realize it takes like 10 minutes for a deer to bleed out when you, when you slice its jugular. Um, and I tried to explain this and how traumatic it was for me to my brother. Um, and I used the words, it was fucking traumatic. And I forgot how religious my brother is, and how uncomfortable the word "fuck" would make him. And he seemed to focus on that.
1: Uh, but then
0: he, he's like, "Yeah, no, I went hunting for the first time last year." I'm like, "You, you did that on purpose, so right. you don't—that's very different. You no. don't understand where I'm coming from with this. Not uh, at all. Like you made a choice to do that to something, but that was I, I, I kept my cool through it." Uh, like that kid was just as scared uh oh, yeah. and just as fucked up about it as I was and and we kind of had this bonding moment over as I handed him a rag to clean up all the blood. Um God, yeah. I mean, and
1: did did, did DNR
0: did they ever show up? I don't know. We we waited until the deer had taken its last breath and we left it. We pulled it back up to the side of the road where they could find it. Um and then we went home and I just I when I told Elle what had happened, I just broke down, just shaking and crying. That oh. was that was so hard. I I really hope I never have to do that again. It's hard enough putting animals down humanely, like pets. Definitely. Uh, you know, when you can do a comfort hold and you can watch them peacefully go, but basically having to murder a sentient creature right. is <laughs> definitely not on my list of experiences i want to repeat ever
1: no i mean i'm so glad that both of you were there and that you could at least be there humanely like the the only i mean look you did the right thing because you don't know how long it was going to be for anybody to show up and and if they would have known the right process to maybe be able to expedite what the process would be like is it possible maybe there would be a way to make it bleed out fast i don't know well, a, I, I don't know how a gun that-
0: a gun or a hammer would have made the process a lot shorter for the deer but we had neither
1: right and but what i mean though is that like the the, the death was going to be inevitable and so you have to like kind of like balance like you know you're watching this creature suffer you yeah. know it's 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 got like two broken legs it's not going to be okay like it's and it's in, yeah. it's in pain and it's suffering and you you did the right thing well what a terrible situation to be in i'm so sorry I, I yeah. can't even imagine. And also, you don't have to be mad at him because he's your brother. But I can because I will never meet him. But fuck your brother, man! Like to like focus on on like the the adjective, you know, to uh, like to like uh, or adverb or whatever, you know, to, to focus on that rather than the fact that you have had to, you know, put down a, a living creature.
0: Yeah,
1: and then to and then to have the temerity to like compare it to hunting, which, as you said, that's his choice. Also less because it's a gun you know hopefully less traumatic yeah you know like just
0: i'm pretty down on my whole family right now my brother is visiting and he he brought his three kids and his sister-in-law's three kids because they had a whole marriage problem and she dumped so i had six kids under 10 years old and i was supposed to like visit and hang out with them and like It's, they're so religious and it's just, I can't, I can't handle my family. I don't like my family. I want a new family. (sighs) Yeah. I think we all
1: feel that way sometimes, but
0: yeah. (laughs) I feel that way all the time now. I mean, so like breakfast with my parents, I've realized like we can talk about technology and how amazing like computers are these days, but we can't talk about like, once you get into biology, mm-hmm. or or any kind of medical science, you have to accept evolution. Like that's a yeah. that's a prerequisite for all modern um, biological sciences. And, and, I, mean, and I, mean,
1: science. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it is for technology too. Technology literally sure,
0: evolves. Sure, but, but yes, but yeah, but but you can you can you can skirt around things like that. Um, when you're just talking about computers, but we can't, there's so many things I can't talk about with my family because we just are always on that precipice of right talking about things like evolution and atheism and b- burning in hell and uh, anyway, um, should we, should we do some gratitude? We, we have, s- we some. have such great movies to talk about, but I think we'll we save do. them. We, Maybe yeah, Jeff will have them. input.
1: Yeah, definitely. I will say this, though. Like, I don't know if you're going to have an opportunity to see Top Gun, but please go see
0: Top Gun. Is it still so in could, theaters? It's still in theaters, I think. All right. I might. I I it, heard nothing but rave reviews. People I wouldn't expect to be into a movie like Top Gun are like, holy shit, you got to see Top Gun.
1: No, I, 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 I've been I've seen it. I've seen it twice now. I'd like to see it a third time. It's <laughs> it's the it, it's it reminds me of why I love movies. It's it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It it reminds me of why I love the movies, especially if you can see it in a theater, because it really is one of those great theatrical experiences that like, I don't give a shit how crazy Tom Cruise is. And I don't give a shit (laughs) if people are thinking this is some sort of propaganda for the government. It's really not like the, 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 you know, military aspect is actually toned down significantly from the original. I don't give a fuck. Like it's a great ass movie that just, it, it is why movies are such a special medium. That's, that's my pitch. So yeah.
0: All right. I, maybe we'll see. <laughs> like I will definitely watch it as a rental at home, but, uh, but right now I think I would have to go to a theater if I wanted to see it. We'll
1: see. Yeah, I think so. And, and like I said, it, it, I think it's, it's really great in the theater. And at this point, I don't think the theaters would be super busy. So you could probably feel
0: safer in that regard, it's a, it's a motivation thing. I feel safe enough. Our our community sp- We're in the green here right now, um, and our theaters are never packed here. Like it's not a safety concern. It's a do I really want to? I I like watching movies at home where I can hit pause, go to the bathroom, get a drink. Um and I can drink all the all the beverage I want without having to worry that I'm going to miss part of the movie when I have to pee.
1: Right. Um, right. No. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying, like that. The 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 and the, I can the, control the, sound, the
0: volume.
1: The, sure, I'm just saying the sound and and the visual experience. <laughs> yeah, this film is really spectacular because they are not I'd, using I CGI. wish I had seen
0: Dune. I wish I had gone to see Dune in the theater. That totally that would be worth it to me. I, And
1: like, I will say just before we go into our gratitude, like everybody's talked about this ad nauseum, but it is worth saying, like the fact that this is not a, you know, CGI driven thing, that they're actually in planes, they're actually doing these stunts, that it's actually the real skyline behind you, that they're in actual, you know what I mean? Like that does change the whole concept like it, it 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 makes it it grounds it in a reality even though it's completely a fantasy right yeah. it grounds it in a reality in a way that that you just you cannot recreate that with technology like we we talk i love technology and and you know visual effects have done so much for you know this sh- for film but there is a difference it's not a video game it is you know, a a, a different type of art form. Um, It's better than it has any right to be. It's one of those films where I was like, you know, I went into it excited about it, but also kind of like, there's no way it's going to be that good because the reviews had just been incredible. And I saw it like its first weekend. I also saw it in um, San Diego, which was cool to see um, because that's where it takes place. And uh, so the hometown crowd was very excited. But yeah, it's... It's one of those films that as many other people have written about is it's like, this is why the movies are the movies. So if you have a chance to see it in theaters, definitely do that. It's, it'd be great at home too. But if you have a chance to see it in theaters, definitely do that.
0: All right. All right. I will keep you posted. Yeah. Do you want, do you have, do you have one ready?
1: I do have one. Yes. All right. So this is called virtual buddy and this is from uh, uh Rambo um, f- uh, underscore inside on Twitter and it is on GitHub and it is fantastic. So uh, Guillerme, uh is uh, responsible for AirBuddy and a number of other um, kind of a like Mac apps. He's um, a prolific a uh, macOS iOS kind of hacker where he finds a lot of hidden things in Apple's APIs and finds hidden you know versions and and stuff you know hidden around in uh, in their stuff he's fantastic but virtual buddy this is for Apple silicon it is amazing it basically lets you virtualize macOS 12 or later on Apple silicon in a really easy way so rather than having to deal with some of the stuff with with parallels um, mm-hmm. or anything else, like it's using you know like the the um, uh, I guess it's a virtual kit or, or hyper kit or whatever hypervisor kit whatever it's called in um, Mac OS, um, and it is great because I this is what what I'm using to play around with um, the latest versions of Ventura because I don't want to deal with creating APFS yeah. containers. And trying to mm-hmm. boot into external drives and whatnot, because it's a pain in the ass. It is. it is. It really is. And 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 this makes it much easier already right now. I will put the uh, GitHub link in um, our show notes. But already it has the ability to boot into uh, any version of Mac OS 12 or Mac OS 13, including betas. There's a built-in install wizard You can select from a collection of restore images that are on Apple servers, but you can also load a local restore image IPSW, or you can like point it to a custom restore image. You can boot into recovery mode um, in order to disable SIP. For instance, there's Mm -hmm. networking and file share support. He has clipboard sharing um, without the need to be running Ventura. Uh, That's an experimental right now, but it's there. And then on his to-do list is things like editing in VRAM variables and customizing the virtual machine, um, config. So right now, um, it, it's, it's really, really good. And it's, it's OSS. Like I just, I can't say enough good things about it. And, and I, um, I feel a little guilty because I also chose this as a a story that I covered on the download this week, but frankly, it's so good. Like I want more people to be aware of it. And I think for our audience of listeners, this is definitely one of those, apps that is great. It is Apple Silicon only. So if you're still on an Intel Mac, you're going to have to continue doing things the hard way. Um, so on my iMac, I have to do it the hard way, but it's, it's really, really great. And I, uh, huge, huge fan.
0: Nice. Perfect. I wish there was a, a way to virtualize older OSs. I on know. Apple Silicon. But I know there is not.
1: There's not. I mean, that I think someone will figure something out. It'll have to be running through, you know, like, chemo uh, or, 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 something like that. Um, and someone will figure it out, but that, that is definitely a difficulty, uh, on another episode at some point, we'll have to talk about some of my adventures of doing various, um, retro gaming stuff on my steam deck.
0: Nice. Cool. All right. What about you? All right. So we've covered better touch tool before, but, uh, But Andreas just released uh, Better Touch Tool with Stream Deck support.
1: Nice. uh, Which
0: he has been teasing forever now. Yeah. I have been excitedly waiting and it's out now and I have revamped my whole Stream Deck to use Better Touch Tool widgets. Um, It gives you like full two-way integration and makes your Stream Deck fully scriptable. So you can have like anything on your computer can now like trigger different groups and and buttons on your stream deck and your and your buttons can show like status like i have a whole page of like bunch buttons and they light up green when that bunch is active and um uh and i i had this script called btt stats that uh i originally built when i was doing all those touch bar experiments And it can add buttons to your touch bar and then function as the status script for that button. Um, I updated it to work with uh, Stream Deck buttons. So now you can add widgets to your Stream Deck. And Andrea's already released uh, a CPU usage widget and a now playing widget and a weather widget that are ready to go without any of my scripting. Um, It is it's it's super fun it's fantastic uh you have the option to run it as a plugin, so you can drag like a stream deck button into uh, uh, a better touch tool button in the stream deck software and then assign it to like a specific uh widget or uh, better touch tool can completely take over control of your stream deck and nice and it's like the beauty of the stream deck software is the drag and drop and being able Mm -hmm. to just like modify a button visually. Uh, You can't do, you can't do that with better touch tool. Uh, You have to kind of put things in the right order and then expect them to display properly. It's, it's entirely workable and way more powerful, Uh, but it does take a little extra fiddling. Um, Totally fun though.
1: That's Both really of those great. will be
0: linked in the show notes along Stop with it. Virtual Buddy. And yeah, I, I think we saved the rest of these topics. We, we've had, we, we've covered mental health and jobs and max stock and mercy killing and mm-hmm. Top Gun. It's been a, this, this has been a roller coaster of an episode. Welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. I'm um, glad to be back. And I'm going to be even more excited when Jeff is with us in the next episode. Yeah.
0: yeah we got to schedule that recording. Definitely. I'm off for the next two weeks. Other than Yay! being gone next weekend for Mac Stock, we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: That's so exciting. Enjoy your vacation. Congrats on the promo. Um, and um, uh, my condolences for what you had to deal with with, um, the, um, with the deer. But um, I'm also glad that uh, you were able to talk about that. And uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Christina, get some sleep.
1: Get some sleep right The system is going down low.